0: Good evening. I hope you're all doing well today. We're learning Masaches <laughs> Yivamos, Daf, Pedal, starting at a fresh Perek. This Perek is referred to as Perek Yesh Mutaros because we're going to be discussing back into the world of Yibum and Chabitza, although today is easy relatively speaking, of course. Uh, and what we're going to be doing is learning a bunch of different permutations um, about who can marry who, but uh, it's not as sophisticated and complex as it was in the first few prockets. So let's get started. Pay We're going to be learning until about two thirds of the way down at the two dots, and then we'll stop and pick up again it's a tomorrow night the new new parak opens Yesh asuros there are those who are mother to marry their husbands and really their usur to marry their y- Yavah. So let's say Ruvain is married to Rachel. That relationship is fine. However, if Ruven were to die, Rachel would have a problematic relationship with Shimon, which would be the Yavah. And the opposite is also true. <laughs> there are those who really are mutter to marry their yavam. However, but fundamentally, they shouldn't even be married to their own spouse. And the third permutation, third line of the Mishnah, there are those who are able to marry both their uh, husbands when they're married, and then if he dies, she can even marry the brother. And lastly, v'asuros <laughs> le'elu Now, this covers all types of marriages, and we're going to discuss examples of each of these four categories. So on the fourth line of the new parak, the Gemara said, the Mishnah says, v'asuros <laughs> What are examples of women who are obviously allowed to be married to their husband and who certainly should not, had they fallen to ibum, certainly should not marry their brother? Uh, his brother says so the Gemara number one is kohen hedjot chenasa Salmana. We know that a kohen hedjot is allowed to marry an almana. However, if he dies, who is the brother? Ach kohen So this almana is allowed to marry the husband, but not allowed to marry the yavam. The husband is a Kohen Hedyot, and Almana can marry a Kohen Hedyot. But if the Kohen Hedyot dies, and she falls to the brothers, the Kohen Gadol, that's a problem. So this is a great sample of something, which is, um, and here's another example. You have a Kohen who's a khalal and who is, who is allowed to marry a shera, but then he makes her into a khalal when they are together, when they're intimate. And then, so a khalal can marry a kshera, but a halala cannot marry a kasher. A halala Kohen, who has lost his kahuna status, is allowed to marry into the Jewish people, but a female halala, she's not allowed to marry it. So that would be an example, again, where it's mutter le'ba'elen and asuros, and here's a third case. Yisrael shenasa. Yisrael marries regular marriage, he marries a bas Yisrael, regular typical marriage, but his brother's a mamzer. For whatever reason, we have to go back earlier in the Masechta and see how we define a mamzer. And therefore the Gemara says it's a problem. And all of these cases are, as mentioned, uh, mutter for the relationship between the woman and her husband, but had she become a Yavama, she'd be usher to the Yava. And another one, last one in this category, in the new parak, seven, eight lines into the new Mishnah, Mamzer Shinosa Mamzeris, that's mutter, because we know that a mamzer omar a mamzer vada, evlo mamzer suffix, so she's allowed to marry this mamzer, but the achmi Ahmed Israel. So if the Mamzer is married to a Mamzeris and the Mamzer dies, who does the mamzerus fall to? The brother, but the, the brother's a regular Yisrael. So again, another case scenario where it's Mutter le and this is the conclusion of this section, mutarus le Ba'alein, Basurus le man. All of these are examples of relationships where the woman, in this case, we'll just call her Rachel, where Rachel is allowed to be married to Ruvain. It's a Mutter marriage, but had it been that Ruvain died, she'd be Asur, Asura, to marry the brother uh, Shimon because of some type of complexity, either Mamzerus or Amon HaTikon Gadol or all the various cases that we've just learned about. The Mishnah continues almost halfway down, four lines before the wide lines. What about the next case of the uh, presentation of our Mishnah? However, there are those who really are only mutter to their yavam. Rachel is only allowed to marry Shemun, and really she should never have been married to her own husband because that relationship should have been Asr. What are examples of this? Kohen Gadol is not allowed to do that. If a Kohen Gadol gets engaged, betrothed to a woman, who is an almana, and then he dies. So that's a problem because now she slept with another man. And, a, and so, sorry, she, she's a coin, She's married to a koin gadol, which is usher. But really, she's Muteras to the koin hedjot. That would be allowed. That is allowed, but only shakidesh if there is no intimacy, because otherwise it would be another problem. So that's an example where it's usher to be married to the husband because the koin gadol can't marry an almana. But if he dies, the koin gadol, then she can then marry the brother. No problem. Here's another case. Halala, that's Aser, we said that a halal can marry a kshera, but a kosher cannot marry a halala, so if a kosher cannot marry a halala, that's Aser, but the yeshlo ach halal. so she's a halala, but if, if the regular brother dies, if the initial husband dies, and the halala falls to a halal, that's muter, so that's yet another example where it's muter yibum, but Aser le ba'alein, the actual first marriage, ruven and Rachel, really should have been Aser. Another case, Yisrael shenasa mamzeres. That's a forbidden relationship. But when the Yisrael dies, so the mamzeres falls to a mamzer Perfect, perfect shirach. That works out absolutely fine. And lastly, mamzer shenasa b'as Yisrael. So this is another case where mamzer marries a b'as lo mi Yisrael. So when they get, when he dies, when the Mamzer dies and leaves over the Bas Shal to marry a regular, a regular Jewish woman to a regular Jewish man, that's no problem at all. All of these are examples of mutaros leave, mehen the la'balin. So we've learned two categories. We've learned about marriages that between Reuven and Rachel were ideal, but when Reuven dies, it's us for Rachel to marry Shimon. And then we've learned where really Reuven and Rachel should never have been married. But if in fact Reuven dies, then it would be great for the, for the Yavama, for Rachel to then marry Shimon. So these are the two categories so far. Second of the wide lines, the Gemara then presents case number three. We have a case scenario where Rachel shouldn't have married Ruvain and Rachel also shouldn't marry Shimon in the case that Ruvain dies. Right, and This is a case of Shunosa, so they're married. So in all circumstances, this woman should not have married either of these men. Kosher, Chalala, which is asher V'yeshto Ach, Kasher, now she's a Chalala, she can't marry Ruvain, she can't marry Shimon. Yisrael Shunosa which is a marriage that's asher, and she's a Mamzeris. and then if the husband dies, V'yeshto Ach, Yisrael, she's a Mamzeris. She can't marry Shimon, and moms are v'yeshto are another case scenario. Asuros le'elu u'le'elu. This is iteration number three of the three types of marriages uh, that we're seeing between a, uh, a woman and the two brothers. And last but not least, which are without any examples because we don't need any. All case scenarios. That's like your average family, right? Your average family is that Rachel marries Ruvain, All is well and good. Fantastic. Rachmanu l'slan Ruvain dies. Shimon. Yibum, great. Those are all the typical Yibum cases. So we've discussed all, many of the cases um, where we can see the different permutations of. <laughs> Is the point of the mission that cases that are structurally sound, if that's the right word? In other words, <clears throat> it could be ulcer because it happens to be that. Shimon is married to her sister, all the things we learned before. No, we're learning in a vacuum now. Structural yes, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, there's. Works, right? Yeah, I don't know almost, what the word is, structural. I don't know. Absolutely it's just, it's, yeah, right. it, the, the cases are assumed in a vacuum without any complexities. Right. It has to be that way because this Gemara would take forever story, to learn. Right. Because Well, that's yeah. not the reason why so we shouldn't have learned so it. System. But. What? To listen to correct to right correct yeah just like kind of moms are Mary bossy strong no okay it's so also the bodily whatever the case you know it's more, this more 20, simplistic this is 20, 80, 80. <laughs> so simple right this i mean we don't whatever we the way the mishnais were written we're kind of in a more streamlined but when you come to Shas, it's like a bit of a funny way to learn it because it's that's what i remember it's has said as many times that the second paragraph all about zika should have been before we start. nobody knows so, what zika is like yeah it's like that all the time that's the hard part about learning. The Interconnect. You have to know everything to know anything, which is why we know nothing. That's not depressing at all. So two-thirds of the way down. We're most of the way through the Mishnah. Then we change gears a little bit. Shneos medibre sofrim. Remember this phrase, shneos are rabbinic injunctions on certain uh, moments of intimacy. And how does that play with different permutations? Shniela the low Shniela le Yavam. Let's say that a woman is a Shniela She has a rabbinic injunction against her own husband to be with him. And she has no such restrictions with the Yavam. So then Asura Labal le the Yavam. Then if her husband dies, who she should never have been married to, then she's allowed to then marry Shimon, the, uh, the brother of Ruve, No problem. The reverse, Shniela Yavam, the lo le Let's say that there's an Iser de Rabbanan status between Rachel and Shimon. Right. Okay. Between the Yavam and the Yavama, but not between Rachel and Ruvain. So then, Asur Le Yavam, obviously. Let's say that a woman has rabbinic injunctions against both her husband Ruvain and against Ruvain's brother Shimon. So then, of course, she should not be married to any of them. And when we say she should not be married to any of them, She doesn't get Ksuba. She doesn't get Peros. We discussed Peros. These are things that are brought into the marriage. Her husband is not obligated to sustain her. Belos are clothing, the clothes that she brought into the marriage that her husband can wear, but the children is considered, the child is considered a kasher because the only, it's only quote-unquote a shnia, it's only a dinder on the the kofen osola hotzi, we do force them to get divorced because this marriage is not appropriate. Uh, the Gemara does qualify that when it comes to amana l'koin gadol, which is an usher marriage border, and a grusha v'chalutza l'koin hedjod and mamzer s'ven sinu and bas Yisrael and mamzer, yesh la ksuba those cases do have ksuba. So that's just very interesting that all of those cases are doraisa. The woman gets a ksuba. But when a woman has a relationship that has an Isra status with someone, then there's no ksuba. Very, very interesting idea. Maybe you could connect the whole thing. A whole injunction of ksuba is based on a din That's we should have the writing of the ksuba. We technically don't need a ksuba for a couple to be married. We read it under the chuppah to separate between kedushin and the Sumim, but it's a be'etzem, be'etzem, be'etzem. Why do we have a, a ksuba? It's not a Dindara. That is the Mishnah. And we're going to be analyzing... Uh, for the next many lines, one word that we had in the resha. And uh, that question goes like this My nosa, It should be that in the first section of our Mishnah, if you look on the fifth line of the Mishnah, it says, Why did the case have to be like this? This was a case that was, Why did it have to be a case where a coin head was actually married to an almana? It could have just been that he was only engaged to an Almana and the halacha wouldn't have been any different. So that's the Gemara's question. This is a classical case scenario where we pick on Rabbi huda Hanasi's sharpness of language. He did not make any errors when it comes to Mishnayis. So why did he make this case a case where he said that the Kohen Hedjo was married to the Almana when all that would have had to have happened was the more minimalistic case of simply engagement, of betrothal? So it says the Gemara, listen to back to where we are, five, uh, seven, eight lines from the bottom of the page. The Chitema, if you want to say that Taima Denosa, the reason why the case was about marriage was the Havalei Aseh that we are talking about a case of an ase and los ase. Aval, had it been kidesh, then osi ase v'doch Had it only been kidesh, then maybe we could say that the mitzvah uh, even would have overridden. That can't be. V'hakula Pirkin, the whole entire Mishnah, is ase v'los ase. Huv'lo In our Mishnah, for whatever reasons, we're not even engaging with the conversation of ase v'doch We had lengthier conversations about this earlier in the Masechta. So says the Gemara, even if you want to say that the reason why Rabbi Hudan Nasi wrote the word kidesh, wrote the word nasa instead of Kiddish was to avoid a complexity of Assei Dochelos You can't say that because the whole Mishnah deals with a uh, and doesn't deal with a and los ase, and there's other cases of marriage in our Mishnah. Says the Gemara, you're right. And six lines from the bottom, the reason why it says nasa and the reisha is because mishum de sefa because of what we have in the end. In the end, what did we have? We had a case of our in our Mishnah kohen gadol salmana. There we said the kohen gadol had to actually marry the almana Dafka nasa the shavi chalala. When a kohen gadol marries an, an almana, what makes her into a chalala? It's marriage, it's Tash Mishamita, it's not betrothal, it's not kiddushin. That case, we needed it to say, Nasa, avalkidesh, had it only been kiddushin, it would not have made her into a chalala. Therefore, Tani Nama, re, ta, Tani Nama, re, Nami, Resha, Nasa. So the reason why it says in the Rasha, on the fifth line of our Mishnah, is because later in the Mishnah, we had a case of Nasa where the word of Nasa was dafka. And for all of the symmetrical reasons that we have for Mishnahists, we want the Rasha's and the safest to look as equivalent as possible to make them easier to memorize. So therefore, when we see this throughout Shas, that that because in the Seifa, it says Nasa. So therefore in the Resha it says Nasa, even though logically and halakhically the Resha couldn't have said, didn't need to say Nasa, could have said Kiddush. I right, hold on one second, the Tani Mishum Seifa, once you're going to tell me to look at the Seifa, to build symmetry between the Seifa and the Risha, well, you skipped over a lot of other cases in the Mishnah. Listening Mishum Etziyasa, maybe we should have said, that our symmetry should exist between the middle case, the mitsiyasa and the resha, and not the safe and the resha. Why? What did it say in the middle of our Mishnah? It says, Godol she." In that case, we see that it was a case of Kidesh. So if what you're saying is that we need symmetry, and you tried to say that since in the Sefa we need the word Nasa, so then in the Reisha we're going to use the word Nasa, why would you do that? Make an equivalence between the middle case of the Vraisa of the Mishnah, the Mitziyasa, and the Reisha. And then you can say that since... Uh, in the safe in the in the in the it says kidish, then we can leave the Resha, Kidesh. it's a beautiful question the gemara structurally is asking a great question it says the gemara uh, ella you're right you're right that's a very good argument and we couldn't use the classical approach that mishum that it says in the safe a the Resha also because we, mm. we break that rule because the middle of our mishnah says Kidesh. says the gemara ella mishum bas buksa what is bas buksa? so rashi helps us out with this phrase. Rashi, two lines from the bottom, Haki Garcina on the Shumbas booksa, but the tani nasa varesha vapirkin mishum bas bas is the neighboring statement in the mishnah. The next statement in the mishnah is a case of halal. So look back in our gemara. El bas buksa. The next case in our mishnah says de In that case, we needed the word to be marriage because it's the tashmashamita of marriage that turns that woman into a halala. But had they only been engaged halachically, then that would not have made her a halala. And because the second phrase in our Mishnah had to speak about a case of Nasa. Therefore, the Rasha, the Ben Buxa, had to also have the same language of Nasa. A very, very sophisticated argument all around one idea, which is why did the review did the, the Nasi choose that in the fifth line of our Mishnah, in the first case he presents, that it says, Nasa so What's the point, I mean, of this typical non-marriage? Uh, well, what the Gemara is picking up on is that in the first case that's presented in our mission on line five, we didn't have to say that they were married, we could have said that they were engaged, and the same exact result of the Mishnah would have been true, even now we're agreeing to that, that that first case only had to be a case of Kiddushin and not nisuin. we're agreeing to that, the only reason it's there is because of because of the next line, which is Nasa. So because the second line was Nasa, the first line was Nasa, even though intellectually and halachically, even if it was kedushin, the first case would have also made sense. So we're trying to figure out why Rabbi Hudanasi picked this when everybody knows that there's no reason to, to write, write Nasa. He could have had a case of kedushin instead of Nusun. So that, that's the answer the Gemara gives. Says the Gemara, Umay diktani almana lisni besula." Then the Gemara asks a similar style question. And if you look in the case of, um, which case is it? It's in the Mishnah here. It is the third or fourth case. And let's see. Here you go. Is it koin gadol shenosa almano. Koin hedyot. Our Mishnah re- has a case that says koin hedyot almana ach koin gadol. So that's uh, the first case of our Mishnah, also on line five. Sorry about that. Look at line five in our Mishnah. Koin hedyot shenosa eshalmana. Why does the coin hedgeod have to marry an almana for this case? What happens when the coin hedgehog dies? She becomes an almana. Why does he have to marry an almana? He can marry anyone he wants. But when he dies, she becomes an almana and a surah to his brother. So why does our Mishnah have to say that the case that the coin hedgehog married an almana? That is an irrelevant feature. It's irrelevant. We don't care if she's an almana or not right now, because when he dies, the coin head joke. What happens to his wife? She becomes an almana. So why did we pick this case of almana? Listen basula. She could have been a regular virgin, someone who's never been with anyone before, and nothing would have changed in our mishnah. As we turn to the top of peydalet and the base, the gemara says something shocking, and Toswas doesn't understand it. But it's hard to even explain. Bichitema. Maybe you'll say, "Kasavar Haytana, The author of our mishnah looks at a moment in time when we determine as to whether or not this woman can marry the brother, can marry the Yavam, and that moment is Nisun Harishonim Mapilin. We look at what happened right before her first husband, in this case the Kohen Hedjo, married her. And there she was not an Almana, there she was a Besula. So if we look at that moment in time to determine whether or not this woman could marry the Kohen Gadol Yavam, Okay, then we had to have that case be an almana. But says the Gemara, what are you talking How can you, first of all, that's just a crazy assumption because now when the husband dies, when Ruvain dies, Ruvain's a coin Rachel is the wife, she's a basula. When Ruvain dies, she becomes an almana. So why would we look at the moment right before they get married? Ritosos asked this question at the top. Tema, Toso says, the Bitcoin God, the law b'shum Nisu and mapilin, we don't ever say such a thing that we look back at a strange moment in time that isn't relevant to right now. When Ruvain dies, she becomes an almana. End of conversation. Anyways, Tosos basically says the question needed to be asked one way or the other about the word almana, even if we didn't use the vechitema. It's basically saying the vechitema is kind of like a, it's like it's it's a, it's just kind of to move things along. What? It's like a state that she is, but she isn't. Right, and I, Tostos is kind of implying that the the, the 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 recommendation here is kind of like whatever, I'm just throwing something out there, like almost like a filler. Like, and if you want to say this, that's ridiculous, yeah, it's ridiculous. We agree it's ridiculous, but the Gemara gives a different response, even if you want to say that we look at the moment in time when Reuben and Rachel were just about to be married, where she was a basula, we can't say that anyways, because later in our Mishnah, there we said she was a Kshera, we said she was a Kshera, but when she sleeps with the Chalos, she becomes a Chalala, so over there we didn't look at that moment in time so therefore the whole idea is rejected on its head. Back to our question why then does it say that an almana, why does it say almana in our Mishnah when it doesn't need to say almana? It could have just said a regular basula because when he dies she'll become an almana says the Gemara that's for sure. The reason why we say almana in the rashi is because of the Sefa. that because in the seifa we had a case that was referenced specifically specifically with Almana, where we needed Almana to be mentioned, therefore, because it was a coin gadol marrying that woman, they're only a surah to one another if she's an Almana. So therefore, the Rasha also said the same thing. Um, on Pei Daladamidbe, it's about seven lines down where it says, Maski Fla Papa, the Gemara is going to ask a question. It's uh, no longer on the same theme of picking on words in our Mishnah, but it is recognizing that there is something missing in our Mishnah. There is another iteration of cases that should have been mentioned in our Mishnah that's missing. And it's a case that we've learned before. Let's have a look inside. Maski Flora Papa, that there's something missing in our Mishnah. Im Isa, if you want to say as follows, l'had Amar Rav When Rav Dimi uh, showed up, he learned, had learned Torah from Rav Yochanan, he taught the following. We learned this just a few days ago. Mitzri, we have a Mitzri shanya, second generation male Mitzri, who's not yet allowed to marry into Klael Yisrael. Mitri Srishona. And he, this second generation generation Mitzri man, marries a first generation Mitzri woman, Binah Shani Havi, We follow the woman. And the child, because she's generation one, the child is generation two listening maybe we should say nami mitri maybe we could have taught another case where a mitri marries two women one of the women is a first generation mitris the other wife is a second generation mitris and he had a child with each of these women if they were all married in the right way then then they'd all be mutter to marry their husband, but they would not be able to marry the Yavamin. the And if they married the wrong people, mutaris may the baalein, and as well mutaris in a case of Giores, and asurus Ilonios that if you have a case of woman who can't have children, that everyone agrees that it's asur to marry. Now what this gemara did in five lines is it took the case of a mitri man marrying a mitris woman and made it the same exact cases of permutations in our mishnah. Mutar and and in both and in both. So the Gemara is bothered. Why isn't this case of mitzri found in our Mishnah? If you gave given me, what do we see ten cases in our Mishnah? Why did you leave this one out? If it's really the same halachos, if this case of the mitzri marrying a mitzri, if all the halachos really align with our Mishnah, then there's a blaring omission. Rav Yochanan's case should have been taught. Now, Rav Yochanan was post Mishnayic era; he didn't live at that time. But still, the case should have been there because Rav Yochanan taught it as a brisa. So, why is it that this case of the mitzvahs, the mitzvah and the mitzvahs, why is it not brought in our Mishnah? In other words, let's ask the question more broadly: Are the cases in our Mishnah? Is it is the list exhaustive, or is the list just like okay? Here is a few ideas. So let's see. So the Gemara says a third of the way down on Pei Dalad Ton of a base. <coughs> Tana you're right. The case of Mitzri should have been there. It was left out. Now, we have a general rule that when there is something that the Tana left out of a Mishnah, that there's more than one thing that that Tana left out of the Mishnah. So therefore, the Gemara says, my Shir, the high Shir, what else was left out from our Mishnah other than this case of Rav Yochanan, the Mitzri and the Mitzris that was left out, says the Gemara, Shir, Psuadaka. Ptsuadaka is Aser Lavo So maybe we should have included that in our Mishnah. That in addition to the, the mitri that was left out, we also left out the case of tsuadaka. And if that's true, then all is well and good, says the Gemara. And that doesn't make sense. You can't say that tsuadaka was left out of our Mishnah because Adaka, lav shi yura, lav. And that wasn't left out. It's included just like all other marriages that are referenced in our Mishnah about chayvei Lavin, about an iser deraisa to marry someone, which is psuadaka, so we don't need the case of psuadaka because our Mishnah indicates many cases where there are chayvei Lavin. Says the Gemara, atu milok tani tani. You don't think that there are duplicative cases in our Mishnah where we've already seen the Haive Lavin mentioned once and now we see it again? That can't be, says the Gemara. These are two different cases with our edo, raisa. so we can see that it was already taught more than once. So maybe daka <laughs> should have been mentioned specifically. No, those cases that you just mentioned, <laughs> why did we have multiple Isura mentioned in our Mishnah? Because it was to teach us that there is no isur of Kshairos. lpsulin. A woman who's a chalala should be able to be married. A woman who is a, a, a kohenis, excuse me, a kosher kohenis is allowed to marry a chalal, like we saw in our Mishnah. I hold on one second. Our Mishnah already said this. And what else did it teach? Another case of isrs mentioned in our Mishnah. So if you want to say that Psuadaka is the general case of Chai Beelavin, but our Mishnah details many cases of Chai Beelavin. So why did it have to detail Mamzer? We, Moms, there's another example of chayvei Lavin. So it says the Gemara, uh, almost two-thirds of the way down, hanami lo That's not extra either. Dash and lav she'in Some of the Lavin that are spoken about in our Mishnah don't apply to all Jews. They only apply to Kohanim. So that's why our Mishnah went out of its way. The kamash malon lav It speaks about mamzerus that applies to Kohanim, Yisraelim, and Levim. And therefore, there's still nothing extra in our Mishnah. Says the Gemara, yes, there is. Haktani a separate Israel altogether. Skipping the parentheses. Lab, you're absolutely right. That we actually see that there are extra things that were left out of our Mishnah. And therefore, the case of Mitzri and the case of Tzu show us that the list in our Mishnah is not exhaustive. There are other cases that could have been applied to our Mishnah. They're just left out, and that's okay. Shmaminah, no, that that is in fact true, that the case of Mitzri and Mitzras would fit into the four buckets of our Mishnah of mutaros le'iv mutaros le'iv mutaros le'ilu le'ilu And we'll stop right here at the two dots and pick up Amir's Hashem tomorrow night with Gufa, wishing you all a beautiful night. <laughs>